Welcome to Throwing Wrenches. This is episode 31. I'm Eric Stahl. And I'm Daryl Scott. And this is the auto podcast that will not phone another show in. <laughs> yeah. Is that, can we agree on that? Yeah, Let's I mean, agree. if you're going to phone it in, you can phone it in. But when you phone it in from my place, it literally sounds like uh, it came through the telegraph. <laughs> I think Samuel Morris was involved with the production of the last show. Yeah, lots of dots and dashes. <laughs> but, you know, we soldiered through and we, 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 we tried to deal with what we were being dealt, which is the lovely COVID coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic that's still in, I guess, still in effect. And we're, we're doing this show from a safe distance in an undisclosed location. Yes. Uh, the bunker, the, uh, it's, I, I, can we call it the Daryl bunker? You can call it. Yeah. The yeah. fallout shelter. However th- you want to. I like to your it. Volvo mask. It looks nice. Thank you. Yeah. My wife made it. She's very good at sewing. Yeah. Actually, she's been sewing quite a few masks, uh, and I know that there's some stylish masks now. Minnie Mouse is making an appearance. Oh, nice. Uh, any kind of Disney-themed masks because, you know, the park's closed. I'm looking to get some hipster masks. There's a company out of California called Birdwell Breaches. And I somehow got on their Instagram feed, and now they send me all these cool things. I'm like, oh, look, they got, like, Hawaiian print mask, and it's, like, made of their uh, short fabric stuff. I'm like, so I'll probably have a $20 mask in my face for us all over. <laughs> that, I did, that I didn't need in the first place, right? <laughs> hey, it's it's a fashion statement. you got to be comfortable. You gotta be cool. <laughs> gotta look, gotta look good. That's right. Yeah. Uh, as always, we'd like to say a quick thank you to our sponsors for making this program possible. They include Casey Law Office. They're on the web at clopeoria.com. Casey Law Office is dedicated to an honest legal practice, uh, and will fight to get you the result you deserve. No matter what your legal need, you can contact Gabe Casey at the Casey Law Office at, uh, clopeoria.com. Casey Law Office, a modern legal practice dedicated to solving your legal issue. Now, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but Gabe Casey told me that he knows for a fact the Supra goes 160 miles an hour. Really? And that's all I can say about that. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. <laughs> uh, as, of course, on, on a close course with a professional driver. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably helmet involved, too. Right. All right. Uh, Throwing Wrenches is also sponsored by Ford's Toyota Pekin. You can find them on the web at uh, toyota-pekin.com. Ford's Toyota is a family-owned small business located in the heart of central Illinois. Toyota's a Pekin <laughs> lives the Toyota lifestyle. Beautiful, functional, high-quality cars and trucks that will stand the test of time no matter what your budget is. Visit them on the web at toyota-pekin.com or stop by Ford's at 120 Radio City Drive. They are working fo- COVID schedule right now. That means the sales department's open from 9 till 5 by appointment only, and the service department's open from 8 till 4 daily, uh, no appointment necessary. They'll take care of all services needed. And full disclaimer, I do work for Fort Stewart at Pekin. I am the service manager there. So if you have any questions or anything, just give me a shout. But not complaints because Eric's a nice guy and everyone that works there is awesome too. And, you know, i got to tell you this, and I've talked to other service managers. Yeah. With the COVID thing, yeah. complaints are at a record high. 
Are you serious? People are very irritable right now. You cannot, well, I you can cannot s- please anybody yeah. right now. Yeah, but I would think people would be nicer and they're cutting people slack. No, no, yeah. it's not that way at all, Daryl. Well, <laughs> uh, it's okay. We're all doing our best. Everybody's stressed. The technicians are stressed. I'm stressed. The customers are stressed. If you don't have stress right now, then I don't know where you live because you definitely aren't in, in the planet Earth, right? I guess not. But also, don't take to social media and just be nasty. Oh, no, it's just, face-to-face. Don't worry. Or face-to-face. <laughs> Either one of those. Like, can we just be kind? I think that's the message I'd like to just share. The underarching, overarching theme, whatever you want to say. Buy the world of Coke, Daryl. I would like to buy the world of Coke. Anyways, um, speaking of buying things, Patreon. Let's talk a little bit about Patreon. We love our Patreon subscribers, especially guys like Keith Sawyer, who have contributed to the show, even though we haven't produced a show. If you're a Patreon subscriber, uh, <laughs> we do put content out uh, outside of the show. We recorded a great 30 minutes of, of Daryl's wife trying to figure out what pizza they're going to order. Yeah. Uh, so And the method in which to order it. Yeah, and, that was another uh, discussion. Yeah, and Daryl was going to have to make sure he interrupted the show to do it. But uh, that's the kind of... Great content you're missing if you're not a Patreon subscriber. We do appreciate Patreon subscribers because you do help produce the show for us. The show costs money. We don't make a lot. We do appreciate our our, uh, sponsors, but every little bit helps. Thank you. Absolutely. And we also appreciate feedback, whether you have some questions, comments, suggestions, or you just want to send us some well wishes. We'll take that all at info at throwingwrenches.com. We did get some feedback about our last show, which was uh, entitled uh, Essentially Distant, I think. Yeah, it was Essentially Distant. Yeah, which we did remotely. And uh, we are doing a safe, (laughs) contact-free setup here. We're six feet away, folks. Don't worry. more than six feet away. Because uh, there's you know 20 feet of rubble and car parts and rust in between us, um, it's also a door for an old Chevy truck somewhere too. But don't trip over that. There's, yeah, and, and they got the Scotts weed spreader. I mean, we got all kinds of stuff it's here. Awful. Uh, anyways, uh, we did we did hear that the sound quality in our last episode was really poor, quote unquote, um, not really up to our standards. I'd like to thank Mike for that feedback. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, we're aware of that, and we're going to try to serve more and serve you better in the coming months because. Let's face it, the dial-up internet uh, no. situation. And that's is really what bad. I live with every day. So you live out in the in the, in the countryside, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I live all of seven miles out of Morton, and that means uh, Stone Age. I know. thought they had satellites. Yeah, that stuff's got a delay. We if we try to do that show with satellite, uh-huh. even if it's Elon's, you know, Starlink, or out, yeah, not going to matter. Skynet, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, right. we're not going to do that again, folks. Uh, you know, part of me says content is king, but the other part of me says sound quality is king. So we're we're going to lean on the side of sound quality. How's that? Yeah, I think that's good. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Eric Stahl is someone who you might know from previous episodes. But if you don't, he knows a thing or two about Toyotas, vehicles, customer service, the automobile industry. But he also knows a lot about hair. Because right now, he's got a lot of it. In fact, a mop top. More than I've had in a while. He has quite, quite a considerable sea of hair on his head. And it, it is a harken back, a throwback Thursday, if you will, if every day was Thursday, yeah. to the 1970s, which doesn't look bad on you, Mike brother. Brady, I think, uh, I think I got him. You know, I'm right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's Eric Stahl, Thanks. host. Extraordinary. Yeah, I think Daryl's giving me a dig because he read what I wrote. And I said, nothing says a dedicated husband like a guy who stays home during a pandemic working side by side with his wife. Different jobs Mm. in the same household, probably the same kitchen table. Is he a saint? Is he a martyr? (laughs) Is he the best husband slash employee ever? I don't know. Wish him luck. 
It's not over yet. That's Daryl Scott. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're sharing a lot of we're, we're co. What do you call it? Co workspace, cohabitating. Co- yeah, I mean <laughs> hoteling. I think that's another one. Hoteling space. Nice. I haven't heard that one. Yeah, that's for you know remote workers. It's going okay, except uh, we do also both stream music. We oh. do have stuff going on. Like so, we're we're reaching peak internet at our yeah. house. How long have you been married? Uh. 2004, whenever that is. Man. Oh, so it's been a while. 16? Going on yeah. 16. Okay, so have you discovered anything new about each other during this, this close-knit time? Yes, actually, it's funny you say that. I say that every day. I said, you sigh an awful lot. Because every time she opens an email or gets a new assignment, it's and I know I do stuff, too. She's that sire at work. Yeah. So, how about how about yourself? Any new discoveries I've on been, the home front? I don't know because both my wife and I are uh, were essential were at essential. work. So, yeah. uh, but I had the first couple of weeks we did this, the, we were all ready to kill each other because yeah. we couldn't go anywhere on the weekends, and I don't think we had sold ourselves in that fact. And it seems like the last couple of weeks, the families kind of come together. Now we all kind of cook together in the weekends, the weeknights, and that's nice. So I think it's actually made us a better family unit. Now, once it's all over, I'm sure we'll all evaporate to our separate directions. Right. But see you next year, Dad. <laughs> Who are you again? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so now that's that's where I'm at. I guess it's a good side effect. Yeah. Please uh, share the show if you get a chance. Yes. You know, get, get on Facebook, get on uh, LinkedIn, get on whatever, and share the show. Let everybody know about it. We will be releasing more shows for the summer, so don't think this is an anomaly. Uh, if I have to drive to Daryl's workplace, which right now is his home, mm-hmm. to make the show happen, we will do that. Yep. We we do enjoy this, and we have been looking for you know uh, the last couple of weeks have just been just really dicey for everybody, just trying to figure out what's going on and people's work schedules. Everything's as you know changed, so uh, this is a nice creative outlet. It's also a lot of you have said you miss having the shows on a regular basis, and we do too. So uh, we're going to try to step this up a little bit and kind of get back to quote unquote normal. And I don't know, are you over the phrase the new normal, Eric? Uh, we're using it still. I know, and it is. I it, mean, it, it fits. It, it irritates people, I know, and now I say it more often. I get like, it. Stay safe. I get it. Yeah, I get stay it. Stay safe. <laughs> As if picking up Casey's pizza yeah. is As if you're dangerous. doing something flippant before, you dun, know. Dun, dun, Not dun, washing dun. my hands now. Oh, he said stay safe. I better change that. Although I will say, there's a lot, an awful lot of people, even educated people, yeah. that didn't do the wash my hands after I go boom, boom very well. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? How, how do you know? Are you taking a, a tally or what? I have ears. I mean, I can. <laughs> I'm, I'm not taking a tally, but let's just say I notice. I notice. I get it. I get it. Look, I get it. <laughs> All right, we're gonna stay safe here, and we're gonna continue uh, doing the the normal path of the shows that we do. We're, we're meandering through the scenic route, and we're gonna talk about projects because even when the rest of the world is crazy, things are upside down. You got to keep yourself occupied. And you would right? think that you know when the world is upside down that I would I would shut down, you know, part of my brain that says, "Oh, look, a two hundred dollars Celica. I yeah. don't need that right now." Yeah. So let's talk about that, Eric, <laughs> because I got some vague booking this week, and it seems that you might have acquired another project vehicle. Am yeah, I? Am I spidey senses? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, this is how these things always happen. First off, if you don't know, I got a ninety-seven Celica. I got a ninety Celica. And uh, I think that's all I got right now. I'm pretty sure. Got to <laughs> Just got to check the spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> but over my lifetime, I've had, uh, we had a 93, and uh, I'm trying to think, I had another another 90. Anyway. 
Did you have? Were they all convertibles or no? no? I've had two convertibles, okay. but uh, two coupes. But uh, just last week, one of the technicians walked up and he goes, "Hey, hey, there's a sweet Celica for sale. If you want it, two hundred dollars." What? First off, how sweet can it be for two hundred dollars? I question this. But <laughs> so he sent me a picture of it. It's a mid two thousand or mid nineties, which it was a ninety four, which is the. Um, I think that's the fourth gen. I, I, I don't remember the gens, but anyway. The round got, lights? It's in got the, the, the round headlights on them. Okay. It's the gen after the pop headlights. Okay. It's red. It's the hatchback. And, uh, it's GT? Not, yeah, it's a GT. Okay. And I looked at it from the picture. I'm like, uh, eh, it looks okay. He goes, uh, it's got a bad transmission. Okay. What kind of transmission is it? It's an automatic. Well, I don't even want an automatic. And this, at this point in my life, I'm going to buy a project car. I'm not buying an automatic. Fair enough. But, I could see from the pictures that the rims were the five-spoke factory alloys, and I have my 97 Celica's rims on my 90 because I really like those 15 inches, and they're good for my race tires. I really, really need another set of 15s. So, <laughs> you, bu- you bought the car for the set of rims? Yeah, I did. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't get an eBay and buy those rims cheaper than I bought the car. Yeah. So I got the car towed. I had to pay seventy dollars tow it because training's out. It's sitting at the at the dealership right now, getting ready to get my ninety seven out for the summer. And at that point, it's riding on Corolla rims right now, which are wow. like sixteens or seventeens. And I know that they're Corolla rims. It bothers me. So you got to um, do the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now I'm going to okay. have two cars on the ninety the, the five spokes. So, so is this one going to become another autocross? Uh... No, I hope to promptly sell this for another two hundred dollars to somebody else who wants to put a transmission in it. Okay, all yeah. right. It's you know you could probably swap a pedal tree and all the goodies and make a. I just it's, do it. it's an automatic and it's I, when I think about everything else is probably puking oil under the hood. Mm. Is, is it worth the time? I could probably invest in a in a five speed in better condition for two or three thousand dollars, maybe. Yeah. Or you could put a cage in it and go all out and just do the right well, thing. Well, then I could have gone and bring a trailer and bought one for four or five grand because it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you're dabbling, when you're dabbling in two and three thousand dollar cars, Daryl, the sky's the limit. You can find whatever you want. Trust right. me. Right. Yeah. Now it's actually it's a good buy and and you're going to put some uh, some parts to good use. So. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm going to do. So the other guy told me he doesn't. Who's my technician? Who's probably going to buy the car? He goes, I don't care what kind of wheels are on as long as they're round and they go. So he doesn't care. They could be twenties for all. They could have spinners yeah. on them for all he cares, right? Right on, right on. Yeah. So Gabe Casey texted me. <laughs> Gabe, if you know our friend Gabe Casey, friend of the show, uh, frequent guest and sponsor, uh, he texted as soon as he saw the picture because I posted something on my Facebook story. I said, "Oh, guess I bought another Celica." He's like, "Deets, deets." Yeah, and, I'm I, like, and, and I, I, so I saw him pressing. Yeah, yeah. I saw him. I'm like, "Oh, he's going to do a full court press because." I wasn't going to be like... Gabe's a Celica guy from back in the day. He liked, it, yeah, he was an Acura guy, but uh, he liked Celicas too. I think his first car was a Celica. Well, I saw that, and I'm like, yeah, yeah he'll tell me. When, when he wants to, he'll, yeah. he'll tell us. <laughs> so You know what? That, there's no shame in that. I, I bought a $200, $250 car one time because the AC worked, and it was cheaper to f- buy that car <laughs> than to fix the AC in my Grand Marquis. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll buy this. So, I mean, hey... That's that's awesome. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, projects in the stall household, uh, my son and I. Yeah, he got, what else are you working on? He got rock lights for Christmas, uh, just some LEDs. It's a individual light bar for, you know, there's four light bars you can just put underneath the body of the truck. I want to put them in the wheel well. He wanted them on the frame kind of facing down the ground. Okay. Um, so we worked on that project. It's really been, it's been a cold spring. You think right now, it's May 1st today as we record this, and it's only 70 degrees today. And uh, I would have thought we would have done this back in February or March, but there really wasn't that many nice days to do it. Sure, so, yeah. So we knocked that out this weekend. I, 
Although it looks say, nice, by the way. The video, I, you put yeah. some video on uh, Facebook. It looks really nice. Yeah, I well, and then of course Daryl went up me, went into his garage, did some videos, you know, of what he was doing. I'm like, darn it, I didn't put that on throwing wrenches. So that's okay. Owned I, again. Whenever I think of it, I'll do it. But I usually think of it after you put something up. And I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to one up you. But Trust me, I'm in Daryl's garage. You wouldn't even sit in my garage and do this show. My Why? Because your your stuff is nice. No, I look around this place. It's organized. It's clean. That's because my dad fixed everything. <laughs> I spilled beer in your garage and I wiped it up off the floor. My garage? Eh, I'll let the cats drink that up or something, you know. Well, hey, maybe I need to get some cats. I never have to worry about mice chewing up wiring. You cat on the hood of one of these cars, you'd flip out. Yeah, that's true. So let's also talk, besides doing car stuff, garage stuff, work stuff, uh, and wheeling and dealing Celicas, you're also doing some home repair. What are you doing? Yeah, so during COVID, I don't know if you know this, Daryl, but on the weekends, we don't usually stay home. And yeah, you're kind of not sitting still ever. Ever, yeah. yeah. So I've had to stay home for like the last six weekends. I mean, I miss my spring break vacation. So what do we yeah. do? I go down to Menards. Because the only place you can go that's open anymore is Menards or Lowe's or Home Depot. Right. So I bought some paneling, bought some carpet, bought some trim, and I went to ta- paint. And I went to town. Throwing Wrenches Studio, the original studio, has gotten a complete renovation. And it's almost completed. And... It's uh, it not, looks awesome. It's not bad. So. Don't be bashful. It looks really, really nice. It yeah. it looked great before. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. You know, for, it for was those, serviceable. For those who don't know, or for those who do, uh, maybe you have a little podcast or a little music room where you, you noodle in your guitar and stuff like that. And you know, it's in the basement. It's it's just it, it, it it's fine, but it's it's not something you're going to have company over and show off. Uh, this now is something that we could actually have people in. Not that I'm inviting people over to your house, but. Uh, it is a very, very nice space. It's cozy. And uh, I, as you know, am a huge fan of wood paneling because <laughs> my 1957 house has it all over. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually like the warmth that wood offers. I, I You know what? I, I don't mind the retro look. I mean, no. it's a basement rec room. Yeah. So why wouldn't you put paneling in there? I would. I'm going to go carbon fiber? Come on. <laughs> Come on, Cape Casey. Or I, I'll give you credit. You could have also done reclaimed wood, a.k.a. pallet wood. I wanted to do the ship laugh. Did you really? Oh, I did. I did. But Seriously? When you think of the price, I mean, it's a basement room. I literally renovated my basement room with trim, carpet, yeah. and paneling for like 1200 bucks. I think I took my stimulus money and renovated the whole room. <laughs> you did. So, yeah. Well, that's using it wisely. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, four foot by four foot of uh, shiplap. Um, what's the other thing that's Ship real and popular? Joanna Gaines would be disappointed in me. Garage stuff, too. I thought about putting, um, uh, like, like corrugated tin. Cause I like I the thought about doing a wall of that because Menard sells it. So I make, cause I want to do a sticker wall. You know, we, we yeah, get all these stickers yeah. and stuff like that. And so a corrugated wall with, that might be cool. Put stickers all over it. It looks cool. Yeah. When I started looking around though, and I talked to some other people, they're like, yeah, if you put in a garage, like, the, like Regan has that, doesn't he? Really? I don't know. I haven't been around in his Model T. I thought he, the pictures had some corrugated. He probably does. It looks super cool, but there's two things. One, uh, I just worry about anything that's like electrical that like is conductive. Because let's face it, anything. <laughs> I guess anything I never thought this, about that. Anything in this garage or like you know, got kind a frayed of, cord just yeah. laying there. I don't know. Eric spills a beer. Yeah. Nah. Plus, I also know that like old barn tin and stuff like that is kind of neat, but it, if it's in a garage and musty, unconditioned space, it's going to rust. In your basement, you'd be fine, but. Paneling is the right choice. All right. Yeah, if All you right. say so, Daryl. Yeah. Uh, uh, I can t- tell you this. A Brad Nailer is your friend. I, I, I bought a Brad Nailer a couple of years ago. An, an Air one? An uh, it's, a, it's a Ryobi one, electric. Okay. 
I don't know how I lived without it. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to knock out shrimp. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's awesome. I bought a pneumatic when we did the other the other house, and it was great because I, I did like two two baseboards with like the hammer and the little. I'm like, that's how I did my this. whole house in Christmas tree. <laughs> no Everything way. was, and I had a, a nail set, you know, so I could drive them yeah. in further and put putty over them. Yeah. Pain. I, I can't even believe I did that. <laughs> It's great. It is the greatest gift. So for Father's Day, I mean Mother's Day is coming up. If your mother needs uh, some trim or Brad nail nailers, yeah. get her one. But definitely for Father's Day, don't do the tie. It's played out. If you're uh, your father or you know a he's good a handyman, he's a handyman. Yeah. Get him one of those. If she can't find you handsome, she should at least find you handy. That's, <laughs> That's what my true. wife always says. <laughs> Daryl, that's enough about me. You got. I know that's you got plate, projects. Brother. I'm looking at a Volvo with no tires on it. Well, that's because. Uh, well, I got some new tires mounted up, uh, courtesy of some. Awesome people that I know. I hmm. uh, appreciate that. Uh, over at Forts, they are able to handle whatever you need. 59 Volvos. We do it all day. That's right. 69. 69. Sorry, so, sorry. It's a little newer. 59, it would be worth a lot more, and I would own it. <laughs> you wouldn't let us touch the tires either. Nah, I would if I don't, I don't care. Um, no, as, as if I don't, if I need to complicate my life anymore, I decided to just keep looking at uh, stuff for sale. And... Um, I, I stumbled upon um, – actually, my dad is to blame for this one. Um, he sent me a, a roster of cars that are being liquidated from an estate. Oh. A gentleman passed away, and his brothers are kind of liquidating stuff. And amongst the half-done projects, this gentleman, I guess, had restored cars that went to Pebble Beach and stuff in the 80s and 90s. I mean, pretty cool, high-end stuff. But when he passed away, he had a, a bunch of things in different – uh, states of restoration, and one of them happened to be a '58 Plymouth Savoy two-door club sedan. And I'm googling now. It, Anybody else? Could you repeat that again, Daryl? 1958 Plymouth Savoy club sedan. It's a okay. two-door sedan. Uh, for those who don't know, I also have a currently own a '55 Plymouth Savoy four-door sedan. Savoy was a mid-series car, so not the very nice Fury or the Belvedere with all the trim, but not the cheap, cheap one, which was the Plaza. Plymouths were named three trim series back in the 50s for hotels. Plaza in New York City, the Savoy, as in stomping at the Ah, Savoy, the Belvedere. Got it. So you actually had different levels. Anyways, the Savoy in question, it looks like Christine, but not as cool. So the coupe seems hard to find, honestly, because it looks like there's a lot of four-doors in this car. Is that right? Yeah. Very popular as a four-door sedan. Kind of. What color do you get? It is uh, It's gold with a, a an ivory top. Ooh, and it, it does not have the original motor, but it has a late 50s, early 60s Chrysler 413 Golden Commando. Or Golden Lion. I'm sorry. Golden Lion. Uh, <laughs> I was going to call you out. I was ready. It's just a giant motor. Um, paint has been done, uh, bodywork, metalwork, all that has been done. All the stuff that I can't and won't do uh, has been done. It just mechanically needs to go back together. So um, worked out a deal, and we're going to be able to bring that. Is that what I'm looking at? Uh, that's a Fury. That's the okay, top sorry, of the line. Okay, so sorry. it's like that, but with a post in the middle. Okay. Um, but it actually, my goal is to kind of just finish the restoration on it, put it back on the road, and enjoy it. And uh, the 58s, 57 and 8 Plymouths, for, for folks who know, that is just a hot car. They look great. They look like something from the moon, um, even though the cars would not go to the moon. And there's not a whole lot of them. You see 57 Chevys. No, the Fury is like owning the Google search on the Savoy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one because of the movie Christine, the Stephen King book Christine, which is about a 58 Plymouth Fury. So everybody knows that and knows the car. They do have kind of a pure evil look to them. But uh, to be honest, they were a very pedestrian, kind of a boring car. 
and they didn't last because they were made with really cheap, thin sheet metal compared to the other competitors. So a lot of the cars rusted out. Yeah. I think that's a cool-looking car. It's it. The fins on the back are beautiful. It's a spaceship. Yeah. That is one of – that's what they called basically – when those came out – in 1957 with that, what they called the, the forward look, which yeah. actually was started in 55 on the Plymouths by designer Virgil So Exner. the forward look that angle up on the... That's the what road? they call it, yeah. Okay. It's kind of everything just kind of looks like just futuristic. When those came out in 57... Yeah, this is future world Disneyland. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. They came out and their, their ad campaign said, suddenly it's 1960. And and the the culmination of Chrysler styling... I'm totally nerding out here. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Go for I'm it. Losing everybody. Um, the 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 marketing material, the just kind of the swagger that they had with those cars it was basically like, hey, this car's three years ahead of anybody else, and uh, you can go buy it today for twenty one hundred bucks. And they did. And then three years later, when they all started having rust pops <laughs> because they cut corners, yeah, because they needed to, because they were when they entered the early fifties and fifty eight, there was a recession too, so everybody was they were hurting. Uh, so they they cut corners in the materials, but the designs were just phenomenal. And General Motors took heed of that, and by f- by the early 60s, GM was kind of back on top, and they're like, hey, uh, we're going to never let this happen again. So it's kind of a neat little period piece, and I couldn't say no, and uh, that would make, that would that would bump us up to nine vehicles. So I'm going to have to start selling some stuff. Well, it's funny you say nine vehicles because I only see four in the driveway. Yeah, they're in the so there's five. There's five somewhere relocated, <laughs> floating around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've got some storage yeah. elsewhere. Oh, you hear that? I love it. See, this is the bunker. The bunker has an ambiance to it. If it's not birds tweeting, it's a motorcycle. Maybe that's right. And we don't mean tweet like the you know social media platform. Actual birds, <laughs> like outside. E- like Elon's preferred <laughs> communication. Right. right, we'll get to that later. Anyways, um, so that's what's going on with me. That's what's going on with you. What's going on in social media? Let's let's talk about one of our favorite segments in recent months. Yeah, Twism. Twism. This week in social media, Twism. You should put the echo on that. I think. Um, yeah. You want to do it? Yeah, let's do it. Twism. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> let's try it. Twism. 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 I like it. Right. That works. All right, Twism is our favorite segment of the show. It's where we take things from Facebook, which generally means Central Illinois Automotive Scene, yes. uh, and we talk about it. So uh, everything's been canceled. Everything? I mean, it feels like it. First yeah. off, I mean, we uh, in Peoria area and in Bloomington, too, there's, there's cars and coffee. And there's uh, Friday Night Lights, and you know one starts at the beginning of the month, and the other is the middle of the month. And as the beginning of the month events get canceled, we're like, oh, we'll have Friday Night Lights. But as the Governor Pritzker like starts saying, no more social distancing, we keep canceling these events. Well, inherently, there's Yahoos and Yahoos and just Nerdwells that uh, don't want to do whatever <laughs> Governor Pritzker says, and they start having their own private events. Yeah. Which you can social distance, and I think uh, I put a link on here. In Wyoming, they're doing like car cruises where everybody sits in their car and they drive around, you know, but nobody's stopping and uh, hanging out. Right. They but, used to call that back in the day, at least in where I grew up, they used to call that scoop in the loop. I don't scoop know what that in means. The loop. It's like cruising the square or okay. scoop in the yeah. loop or whatever. That's what we used to do in Fairbury. Just yeah. Cruise the Main Street. Yeah. And to me, like, and my dad is the same way. When we go to car shows, we, we sit and we put the chair on the street where they all come and go because, yeah. like, it's cool to come see one with the hood up or whatever, but if you got an old big block Chevelle or you got something cool like a Morris Minor, yeah. I want to see that thing run. I want to hear it. I want to see people in it. Like 
that's the cooling. It's rolling sculpture. Is a miner cool? Because I think a miner's cool. I, yeah. Okay, all right. Just checking because I didn't think I was in the cool. No, they're cool. Okay. They're cool. So that's what's going on. You, that well, little clip. Okay. So this all alludes to an event that happened two weeks ago. Oh, I, I, it seems like okay. Logan's Roadhouse might have been a popular spot for some guys to hang out. And it was all over Central Illinois Automotive. And, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> and and here's the deal. I get, I get it. I understand. Look, I get it. I get it. Um, <laughs> I hate that phrase. If you don't know, go back a couple episodes. It's like episode 24. Yeah. Anyway, um, there are younger people who don't really care about whatever's going on. And and there's older people who don't care you know, about any of the COVID stuff. So if, if you're impugning on their ability to hang out at Friday Night Lights or whatever, they're just going to do it themselves. And you know what? Whatever. But the local cop showed up to an event that probably had 20 cars over there at Logan's Roadhouse. It was just like a Facebook meetup, like, hey, impromptu car yeah, meet yeah. at Logan's, whatever, yeah. 7 o'clock. But then everybody's hanging out. Everybody's like in each other's face. You know, you could, the, the pictures were there. Nobody was following social distancing rules, which I understand nobody understands these rules, yeah. especially a couple of weeks ago. But it is what it is. And the cops showed up, told them to leave because it was first off, it wasn't their parking lot. Nothing was organized. And, and Ruby knows that's why he's canceled all the events with cars and coffee because it's not what you're supposed to be doing right now, you right. know, per right. per the orders of the governor. And uh, these guys started blasting social media. You know, it was just like, you know. I didn't say a word on I don't think you said any words on this. But no. The, but the guys were like, hey, you know what? It's not smart. Don't do it. They're like, okay, boomer. You know? Yeah. And that's, uh, yeah, and that's when I that. was just like, really? Is that where we're going? You know, it's not a boomer thing. You know, I'm not a boomer, but I have an 89-year-old grandma, so I'm not going to go out and about, you know, doing stupid stuff. And then and know. then go bring her groceries and yeah. smooch her. Yeah, know. exactly. So everybody else has a similar situation, whether you have somebody in your family who's not well or is... Or is, is old you know why would you put yourself at risk especially back then weeks ago not knowing what was going to happen yeah. it just it just turned into a, just a cluster which seems to be happening more and more i don't know if people are more angry i guess i already said they were earlier in the show but yeah maybe it's misdirected they don't know what to do and and then and then it's like this indignant i'm going to do whatever i want now right wrong or indifferent if if you feel that uh, and i've seen this argument too you've probably seen this where, you know, oh, well, we're not a major metropolitan area like Chicago, so the like numbers are... not a major metro? Yeah, it is. 300 and some thousand people yeah. in the population. It is. But anyways, um, you know, if you want to do your own thing, uh, that's fine. But don't entice others and don't... There's a liability thing here. And it's it's not... I'm not talking legal. I'm talking like morally and ethically, <laughs> you know, like don't necessarily fall into the trap where I'm going to do what I want just because nobody can tell me what to do. Yeah. Folks that are saying you shouldn't do this have like, you know, years and years of clinical education and, you know, there's, there's actual science behind it. Now, you know, in six months or, you know, even three months down the road might be a different story, but for right now. Well, and I think even, we'll talk about this maybe a little bit further because I have another, and maybe in my riff zone, we're going to talk about this, but. This was weeks ago. This was maybe a month ago when this happened. It was like a week or two after. This the- is really when stuff was fresh, you know, and, and everybody's like, hey, let's hunker down. And they, these guys were completely like, no, nah, not having it. So mm-hmm. uh, I think now I start to question as we get into month two, we get into month three. You know, we'll, like I said, we'll talk about it further in the show. Sure. We'll see. I don't know. Uh, definitely something to think about. And I, I'm not opposed to doing some sort of alternative 
car show or something where you can be kind of a safe distance or like a rolling car show. You see it with birthday parties and oh, yeah. know, neighborhoods. Everybody's figuring out ways. We'll, yeah. We'll make things work. You know, and I and I and I really sympathize with the guys, you know, Ruby and, and those guys, I mean, anybody playing, dude, events. we've been dying. You die for spring every year. I remember, I remember standing out there in the hail one year because we were so eager to get out there in March. <laughs> it was you March. Know? It was March third or something. We we're getting hailed on eating a breakfast burrito. Going like, this is fun, right? <laughs> it's great. I'm so glad spring's here. So cool. Yeah, yeah. My heater doesn't work in the car. I took the heater core out. It's not fixed. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I'm wearing a parka. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So that's it for this week in social media. Uh, now we get on to our favorite parts of the show where we talk about the news in the industry. And we start with international news. Daryl, here's a story about wholesale. You know much about wholesale? Uh, when it comes to food and or electronics, yeah. <laughs> but not necessarily the auto industry. Go for it. All right. Ward's Auto has this uh, report. The wholesale vehicle market is effectively shut down from the economic efforts of the COVID-19 virus. Only beginning to recover, says Jonathan Banks, J.D. Powers, Vice President and General Manager of Vehicle Valuations. Used vehicle wholesale va- auction volumes were down 80% for the week ending April 12th. One reason? Dealers are selling down their used vehicle retail inventory, uh, much of which is purchased before March 15th. They're reluctant to add replacement vehicles to their inventory, says Banks during the J.D. Power webinar. 80%. It's prob- I-, I would have thought that number was actually 100%. We've talked about this a lot. If you go to, we don't use a book. We don't use a gray book. We don't use a black book. We don't use a Kelly blue book or an ADA book. We go to Mannheim Auction. We do everything online because we want live auction data when we're bidding for a car at the dealership. Okay. There's nothing. It's just the results are. We're, just not we're going there. back six weeks. So if you go in with a car for a trade-in right now, yeah. What are we looking at? We're guessing. Well, and that's that's assuming that everything comes back yeah, to where it needs to be in a reasonable amount of time, yeah. right? So, you know, the market was what it was six weeks ago. Let's just say it was at $30,000 at the Dow, and your car was worth $30,000 six weeks ago. Now the Dow is down 21000 We haven't had six weeks' worth of auction data to work with. What's your car worth? Somebody's going to have to gamble or step up. It's really dangerous waters right now to trade in a car or try and value a car. Well, and not only that, but on the receiving end, if you're a buyer, you're getting an incentive in some cases, you know, the uh, lower interest rates or the extension on payments or things like forgiveness, yeah. whatever. Yeah. You're getting that for new vehicle purchase. Mm-hmm. You're not getting that on a, a used car that's been sitting on the lot. And unless their dealerships willing to deal or stuff like that. And by the way, not to go down a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> oh, we got rabbit holes. This episode could Dude, be called the rabbit hole. It could be. It should be. The COVID rabbit hole. Every group that I'm in, and I'm in a lot of Facebook groups for old cars, Swedish cars, Tundras, <laughs> Highlanders, you name it, whatever. Um, everybody is like, you know, thinking I'm going to go buy a new car because the dealers are hungry. They're pretty thirsty. Uh, what are they going to do for me? And the answer is there's probably some incentives. There's probably some Absolutely. programs. And I, uh, being a local business, I would assume that a dealership is going to want to get some business. It's also not like this total Wild West where you can just be like, I told him I'd give him four grand for this uh, you know, 2018 F-150. Dude, not going to happen. Yeah, no, uh, and I, and I I don't want to feed too much into this because I'm, yeah, sure, yeah. I'm sure my our sponsor Fort doesn't want me to get down this rabbit hole sure. too deep. But um, manufacturers are shut down production, so I mean, I mean it's plain and simple. They're just not yeah. making cars. Yeah, They're- new cars aren't going to be coming for a while. And we talked two episodes ago before this all really got rolling. We talked about the tsunami effect in Japan. Well, now we've had a world tsunami. Yes. So this isn't just 
yeah. just isn't Asian cars. This is every American car, Mexican car, Canadian car, European car. Everything's been affected. Yeah. So now we have dealerships that have lots full of cars, but they're getting the, you know, the, the mortgage, just like your home mortgage, they're getting a little relief. Mm-hmm. You know, the federal government's there to help them out, uh, just like they help you out with your home mortgage and your car payment and everything else. So there's not that urgency to unload cars. Now we also have to back that with the fact that these cars are on the lot right now this minute might be the only cars we get for the next two or three months. The only thing I've heard, and we're going to talk about this in another story, is uh, Hyundai, I think, has been running production the whole time this has been going on. No kidding. So, World, like worldwide? or <laughs> Well, in, in South Korea. Okay. I mean, they were one of the first ones to really get a hold of this thing and sanitize the living heck out of everything. Yes. So maybe that's been their incentive. But the only <laughs> dealership I could think that would be wanting to roll cars, like with an urgency, would, would have Hyundai. to be a Hyundai dealership. Because huh. I think there's going to be shiploads of cars still showing up, no Did matter what. That? Well, and special editions or ones that uh, vehicles out there in the marketplace now, new vehicles, 2020, um, that have kind of unique option packages. I've heard of other people who have bought new vehicles, and they said they had to get it from a dealer, you know, two states away to yeah. get the ones we wanted. That's because it speaks to your point. There's not a second wave that's going to be coming, uh, you know, probably not this production year. No. So uh, if you see something on the lot, you want to buy it, it's definitely worth your time to uh, to try to make that deal. And for everybody... Um, I know everyone likes to have a deal and everyone likes to feel like, yeah, you know, I stuck it to the man. <laughs> but at the same time, if you're trading in something, that is a huge risk on the dealer's end this time. It's, yeah. Um, I've heard some other topics, uh, particularly collector car hobby. Anybody that's got older vehicles are like, the hobby's crashed. Nobody, nobody is wanting to buy anything right now, let alone collector vehicles, hobby vehicles, because A, it's, it's just, they don't have the money or they, they don't want to take that risk. Um, and now probably, I have a good friend of mine who was posting on, on Facebook this week that was saying, you know, probably not a good time right now to fill that emotional void by taking on <laughs> lots and lots of debt. If oh, you come don't on, have to. Come on. That's what the dealers want. Come on. We want, buy, well, buy till you feel satiated, Daryl. I guess. <laughs> but there's also, I mean, very realistic things. My sister-in-law just bought a new, uh, Equinox because her, her cruise like literally fell apart. And that's why the dealerships have to stay open. I mean, people right. are like, oh, you're not an essential. You're not essential. But, Transportation <laughs> yes, is. is essential. If you can't get to work, you know, you're screwed. So, you know, what are you going right. to do? Just have some dealerships be open? Other, I mean, it, ultimately, dealerships have to be open. We're very limited at my store. I mean, you have two salesmen that used to be five. Yeah. Uh, service department's 80% the staff right now. We're not, we're not doing trade-ins, so that's a lot of our business even back in the service department. So. Right. Just a big, big scale back. So yep. it's, it's definitely weird. Uh, there's deals to be had, and, and I hope that folks can take advantage of that. Keep businesses rolling. Keep yourself in a new vehicle. And, uh, you know, that is essential. But at the same time, um, we gotta be kind. We gotta be human. We gotta be realistic. Yeah. Yeah. So good luck out there. Speaking <laughs> stay of. Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> Speaking of things that cost money, car loans. Yeah. This, uh, leads into the next story very nicely. Uh, car loans might be the most important loan. Consumers are continuing to prioritize prioritize auto expenses ahead of other payments. The Credit Bureau study finds that despite the record job losses and shelter-in-place orders preventing many consumers from having uh, trips to the grocery store and seeking medical care, those financially affected by COVID-19 closures are about twice as likely to default on a mortgage than an auto payment, maintaining Hmm. historical trends of ranking transportation needs above those of other credit products, according to a survey of nearly 3,000 U.S. consumers. This was from Automotive News. Um, It just leads to the point. People need a car to get, I mean, no matter what, yeah. to get the kids wherever they need to be, to get to your job. 
Right. I'll give up my shelter, but I can't give up my car. Well, and even the folks that uh, might have either been laid off or furloughed or taking, you know, kind of different different hours at work and might need to supplement things, grocery stores, delivery services, they're all hiring, a lot of logistics, shipping companies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's people that are still, even if they're not working at the job they used to have last year. Well, they're um, gigging it in the, at night, right? right? They're doing what they need to do to survive, and that requires transportation and movement of goods, people, and services. So, yeah, absolutely. Speaking of movement, uh, let's talk about BMW, and we'll head to uh, South Carolina, where they're bringing 11,000 jobs back. After That's a, huge. That is a really, really big amount. Uh, after a month-long shutdown there, BMW this week says that they plans to crank up the lines at their largest assembly plant in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Uh, that employs 11,000 people. They join Hyundai and Kia, kind of to your point, and uh, hoping to restart after efforts that uh, continue to spread after the coronavirus shuttered auto manufacturing across the U.S. Toyota and VW also expected to restart their factories, uh, looks like Monday next week. Yeah, um, so, and I actually got a memo from Toyota saying that they were pushing that back to May 11th now, another week, because it, it wasn't just that you can get the factory going. I don't know if you ever remember when you go over to the Mitsubishi factory over in Bloomington, but there were all these ancillary companies that were surrounding it. Yes. Because Mitsubishi didn't make the complete car. Mitsubishi folded the metal, and they put all the pieces together. But with the glass, the upholstery, uh, other interior components, plastics and stuff, those all came from little companies around them. Well, right. Toyota, they didn't say this so much, but uh, all these other companies have to come together. If you can't get headrests for every car that you're, that you're pushing through the assembly line, you've got to hold things up. So right. um, that's a real simplified answer to the thing. but. Everything, all the companies that surround the factory have to be 100% in order to be 100% at the factory. Volkswagen is actually the largest factory in the world. I think they said it's the size of like 600 Walmarts, oh, this, wow. this factory in Germany. Yeah. So them bringing that factory online is going to be gigantic. Uh, I can't remember. Uh, Dresden, I think it's in Dresden. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've heard that's just a phenomenal place. I, it's on my bucket list of places to go visit. They had a, uh, that's where they made the Phaeton, the, the big high end. Oh, or the V12, or oh. the, no, it's a W12, is that what it was? W12. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was absolutely gigantic. Um, but that's good news, uh, hopefully. And, uh, I've also heard from folks that work in assembly lines and logistics and, you know, automation that once you shut down a plant, I mean, even if it's just temporary or idle, uh, Trying to get everything back up to speed is never quick. I could imagine, yeah. Because you have things that are used to I mean, it's just like, um, I'm just trying to think, like a car. <laughs> you park a car in a garage and you let it sit and sit and <laughs> the sit. The less you drive it, the more it rusts, as my uh, Bob yep. Walking Horse used to say. That's right. Versus the guy up the street from here, which we'll probably hear at some point tonight, with his 2003 Ford Taurus that just, just keeps beating the crap out of that thing every day. It's probably got 250K on it. And you know what? It'll start six years from now. It'll yeah. still be running. Put a yeah. battery and oil in it. It's good. But, uh, yeah, so I wish I wish those companies well, and I hope that that's a good sign of things to come so folks can get back to work and try to get us back to normal. We shall see. Uh, you stay talk safe. About stay safe. Stay safe. I get it. Uh, famous designers, uh, Gail Haldeman. Yeah, I'm not a Mustang guy, so, I mean, uh, and, and you're not really a Ford guy either, so. No, in a past life I was, but. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Is that, is that what you whipped around the Taco Bell? Is it a Ford? <laughs> yeah, I had a, I had a '98 Cobra. Uh, I've had I've had several Fords over the years, and actually, I really like Fords. But uh, uh, I also reached a point in my life where I, the Fords that I liked started changing, and the Mustang. Maybe, maybe it was you that changed. Maybe there. it was me that changed all along. 
No, the Mustang kind of just grew weird. So, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, Gail Haldeman, known as uh, uh, one of the artists who sketched the original Ford Mustang uh, back in the 1960s, which Lee Iacocca was, you know, also famous for helping to kind of co-create. Yeah. Um, he actually passed away at the age of 87 Wednesday in the hospital after suffering from liver cancer. Very sad news for Mustang fans everywhere, said uh, Matt Anderson, curator of transportation at the Henry Ford Museum. And Lee Iacocca, always going to be remembered as the father of the Mustang because he was probably the father of brand uh, and badge engineering. Mustang, of course, was based on the uh, the compact Falcon chassis. Mm-hmm. So in terms of retooling, all they had to do was put a nice, cool skeleton on this, th- or a uh, shell on this Solid skeleton. They had a sports car from a, what was basically your mom's get around car, yeah. right? And it worked well. It, where they sold millions of those things, and it was uh, uh, Gail's definitely definitely Gail's handiwork that that helped to do that. Um, the original one, still probably one of the best looking designs, proportion wise, right? Just gorgeous. I'm surprised. Yeah, of all the, I mean, you you go back to a different era with some of your cars. It seems like you go back like pre war. That's not pre war, but there's just something about. Yeah. Uh, but that Mustang, that's uh, definitely a gorgeous car. It is. And I don't, I hate to say this, I'm probably going to lose some people here. The Shelby GT350s and, you know, the muscle stuff it looks great. But to me, I think the the purest form of the Mustang is the first gen, like 64.5 to 66, fastback, or even a coupe with the 200 inline six. I think the coupe, yeah, with the inline six is a beautiful car. And a little three-speed, yeah. because that's what they were. When you saw 70% of them on the road, they were a really nice coupe or convertible with a little six-cylinder and just kind of a nice little grocery and Those getter. tires weren't aggressive. They were, they were probably like those Volvo tires we threw on today. Right. <laughs> Real tiny, like 165, 80, 15s or something. Maybe, maybe 80, maybe. 80 profile. Really? Yeah. Yuck. That's aggressive. But, uh, you know... Those cars have held up. There's companies like Dynacorn Industries and others that actually reproduce entire bodies. So you can actually get one that's a total parts car, rusted out, you know, uh, floors are gone, shock mounts, tires, all that uh, all that stuff is just in pieces. And if you have <clears throat> a Vintag and uh, the <laughs> Resto mod, you can build a brand new car from scratch. So yeah. because the timeless, I mean. People like the look of those cars. You know, Gabe Casey says she take that 94 Celica I just bought, and he has a Land Cruiser frame laying around, and we should marry the two together. That's not a horrible idea. <laughs> does he seriously have a Land Cruiser frame? Yes, he does. He has another one laying around the, somewhere. Well, yeah, dimension-wise. Just, just stop, stop. No, stop. no. <laughs> Gabe, call me. Let's do it. We'll do it. i got a Sawzall and some air tools. All right. All right. More Lexus. national news here. Uh, Lexus uh, ranks first, and Tesla ranks last in field and customer reviews. What? This is a whole. There's an art to this. I don't know if you're aware of this, Daryl, but Google reviews, Facebook reviews, all this stuff matters. But then, what matters is after the review, your response to the review. Lexus, uh, Toyota is Lexus's luxury brand. It scored number one in the Reputation Reports ranking, followed by Nissan, and uh, both respond good to good and bad reviews especially the latter, and in keeping negativity from escalating or lingering. Hmm. Customers learn Customers learn from other customers. In the event of a bad review, a dealership should acknowledge a situation, apologize if necessary, and show concern to try and rectify if the uh, and take the conversation offline. This is from Ward's Auto. I'll share a link to that. So it's funny to me that Tesla, an Internet company, I mean, you would think Internet company, yeah. you would think they'd be progressive on this, but I think this comes down to the fact that the brick and mortar store 
you know, the, the people who sell the cars every day, they probably have a better grip on retailing and dealing with customers than the guys who are used to selling cell phones and iPads and stuff like that. They're just used to shipping them out, everything working perfect. And a car does not work like a solid-state device. No. It's a whole different experience. So you're saying it, it actually, I don't know, like Amazon or Rock Auto, places that are strictly online, Yeah, you're saying that experience is... Does Amazon ever respond to review? I don't think Amazon is anything. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, if you have a problem with something, you go back to the local store you bought it from, and they'll make it right. Or they won't, and then you flame them, and uh, yeah. that's the end of it. And everybody you know knows it, and eventually word travels. Bad news travels fast, word of mouth, all that stuff yeah. is still true in 2020. Even in the high-tech Twitter age and, and uh, instant you know, social media, it is interesting to me. That there are metrics on your response rate now. Yeah. You know, as far as uh, this company responds well to inquiries. And you actually see that as like a little flag when you when you look up a company online. Oh, yeah. Online. Yeah, no, Google Google has it right there that usually responds within this month. Yeah. And all that. yeah. yeah. So uh, have you found, I mean, you know, not speaking for the whole industry, but just from your experience, is that something that, uh, uh, I mean, you have to put a lot of resources and time behind or just be conscious of like, hey, if we get some feedback here from a customer or inquiries or something like that, we better be on it. Every, I mean, most dealerships, I know from my experience, are dialed into some kind of like a management software that will alert you when you have a bad review. Because I can't sit there all day and just wait for a bad review to come in. Yeah. But the first thing you want to do is respond. You know, sure. You leave that sit out there and cook and have a problem later on, but you don't want to be that guy. And I think that's this is where we get in this whole conversation about independent franchisee dealerships, you know, handling the product for the manufacturer versus the manufacturer selling and, and retailing the product out in the field, you know, there's a level of concern as an independent business person. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, that you're trying to make sure your store and your reputation is handled. Whereas, you know, if I'm if I'm XYZ company that sells cars all over the country and I just direct ship them to you, well, if you write a bad review, I'm not so worried because maybe I'm selling cars all over Los Angeles and you're in Arkansas, eh, whatever. You know, that one guy, he's an anomaly. We don't care. Right. So I, it does kind of beg the question, you know, what is the best practice for retailing? It's also funny to, from a consumer standpoint, and it's, it might just be me generationally. I, I'm not of this generation. <laughs> Younger than me, Daryl. If I'm ticked off or I got, you know, I got a beef, I'm not going to go to social media. I'm going to go right to the local company and the local people and the, you know, I'm going to do face to face if I can or over the phone. But uh, I it wouldn't think to me. A lot of the younger folks seem like they'll just pick it up and be like, oh, at, you know, Bob's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Burgers. Bob's at Bob's Burgers, you know. Um, you know, you screwed up my order tonight. What are you going to do to make it right? Yeah. LOL, you know. I don't, I don't know what kids write on social media. <laughs> but And then they wait for a reply. And if they don't get one in a satisfactory amount of time, then they'll like, well, at Bob's Burgers. Turns out you don't like customers anyways. I'll never shop there again yeah. or whatever. Um, you know, what, what is that? What's the acceptable way to resolve conflict or resolve disputes? Is it a very public thing? Or like you said, take it offline? I think, I, think, I mean, I, okay. So I, I had two situations this week and this is not where this conversation was going. We, Daryl and I do a pre-show. It's everything is timed just perfectly. We have right. everything. We know by the minute how this show is going to go. And this was not brought up ahead of time. Oops. I had two conversations this week. Uh, one of them was a gal who, uh, had, Three goose eggs on her tires on her 28, 2019 Camry with 10,000 miles on it. Uh, she took it offline and just flamed and flamed, went to, went to the manufacturer, flamed and flamed. 
Still got some resolution, but it was ugly. Yeah. I had another customer call me today say, hey, I had a couple lug nuts fall off my truck, and, and another one's loose, and uh, which I take very seriously. He called me directly, which was great. And we talked about it. Well, he was in in January. I, I, the math doesn't work out. If, if you have loose lug nuts, and believe me, folks, I'm not giving anybody an excuse, but I've been doing this job for a long time. If you have loose lug nuts in your car when you leave my shop, you'll find out. It's not, but it's not going to take from January till now. So right. something, something's right. weird, but let's just assume we were the last ones who did the wheel. Let's just assume that. I told him to come in. I'm going to get some lug nuts. If there's any lug studs that are jacked up, we'll fix that too. No problem. And he's like, and he goes, maybe somebody hates me or something like that. I'm like, well, ex-girlfriend. And he goes, no, nah, I've been married 18 years. I said, well, 19 years ago, there might have been one. And, you know, he started <laughs> laughing, so everything was cool. Yeah. I'm handling it, and yeah. he was fine. But, you know, there are different ways, but it's also different strokes for different folks. You know, maybe that that other person with those three goose egg tires, it might have been reverse, and the other guy with the lug nuts might have been a complete jack wagon. You don't know. Right. Now, there's you got to be you got to be kind, Eric. You got to be kind to people. <sighs> I got. I got to feel them all, Daryl. Feel them all. That's right. Anyway, so now now that we've extended the show because we just it blew the time Sorry. frame. Yeah, rabbit hole. This is going to be the rabbit hole. Yeah, the whole the COVID nineteen black hole. I guess so. All right, let's talk let's, more. Our favorite subject, R.J. Skerringe. R.J. Skerringe. Speaking of Bond villains, uh, let's talk about what happened with Rivian because this was kind of making the rounds on social this week as well. But we we say and, and, and we posted site. this on our website too, just because yeah. we want to share it, even though it was subscription only from Automotive News. So if you don't know, Rivian Automotive is the EV car maker. It's kind of the upstart. RJ is our Elon Musk of Central Illinois. Yeah, they've uh, bounced around a couple of places, and I I've had some trepidation with the uh, the Rivian brand. I'm still wondering what's going to happen here. But anyway. Uh, Ford announced this week, maybe last week, that Ford and Rivian are canceling their plans to jointly develop an electric vehicle for the Lincoln brand due to the ongoing coronavirus. Lincoln was informed its dealers of the decision on Tuesday. Vichels said the brand will was still planned to have an EV of its own eventually and could potentially co-develop the product with Rivian in the future, but shelved the project because of the current environment. Although the pandemic has delayed numerous vehicles currently in development, including the upcoming Ford Bronco Sport crossover. It appears this is the first announcement of a vehicle cancellation in the U.S. attributed to the crisis. I know Rivian was out front like the first couple weeks of this pandemic, and they said everything we're doing, public appearances, press releases, all this stuff, like we're just canceling everything. And I wonder if that was just a company decision to just kind of shut down. Well, I mean, every every concert, every social gathering has been canceled, so I'm not sure that was... Yeah, but I wouldn't, this, I wouldn't call that maybe a sign. No, but at the same time, if if you're in the middle of R and D on some stuff that a lot of people, a lot of financial backing has has happened with, and you're just like, yeah, we're just not going to do anything. Like a I, company that big needs to be doing something. Something's weird. Something stinks yes. on this. Okay, I, yes, I, I understand where That's you're going. Where I'm going. Here's my thing. I don't know that you cancel a complete relationship on a car because of COVID-19. No. I mean, we're talking a two- or three-month blip here. Is that the guy? That's a Taurus. It looked like a silver Taurus. It's a silver Taurus. It was yeah. not as loud as you said. I'm so disappointed. He Well, watch where he comes back five minutes later going up the hill. <laughs> is he a pizza delivery guy or what? <laughs> I don't know what he is. He's a jerk. I've almost, uh, he almost tailgate. He almost ran into my uh, We're doing this place. show here every time. I can tell you that oh, when the door's gosh. open. Um I, again, something stinks. Yeah. It doesn't seem to me you would cancel the vehicle production. It's a convenient out. I, I believe that's the case, too. I think something was not quite right, and I think Ford said, you know what? We need an opportunity. And 
I'm going to say every business right now, if they have something that stinks yeah. and they don't like what they're in a relationship, I, I canceled my relationship with my uh, web company that does my online scheduling because right now is a convenient time for me to be nice and say, yeah, I'm going to save some money and go with somebody else. But I think everybody's reevaluating their situations, and I think if times are great, okay, we can gamble with Rivian. Right. I don't think – It's that, not you, Rivian. It's me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even though Ford – the parent company of Lincoln, Ford was one of the early backers, right? Ford and Amazon. Yeah, money Ford and Amazon. Helped to kind of get them going. When Amazon says, well, deliveries are down, we're probably going to pull out, which would be like, wait a second, you guys are doing bonkers business. Right. Yeah. There's Amazon trucks left and right. Um, I'm not wishing poorly in Rivian at all. No, Do not no, take no. that because I want, I want Central Illinois to succeed as much as possible. I will just say this. I think Rivian's been very, very tight-lipped, and, and they haven't shared anything with anybody here, but, but just shiny, happy people walking around showing off their car. They've been cruising around South America with their, their SC1. Prototype or e- uh, what is it? Yeah, whatever the heck it's yeah, called. Yeah, and then the two is the SUV, which I think has never been in production yet. We haven't seen the SUV. No, and there's uh, like, what are they, like four prototypes in the world? Yeah. Cool. You'd think you'd see some mules around here. Like, we have a beef with Rivian. And Rivian, I hope you do well. I hope you pull it off, yeah. RJ, but not really seeing a lot of good signs well, well, here. We've been doing the show for two years. Yeah. Well, maybe not. A year and a half. Yeah. it's. I think it's been two years. And I think on our very first episodes, we were talking about Rivian. So yeah. I'm still waiting to see the rubber hit the road outside of normal Illinois. And uh, at this I point... See what, I see what you did there. At this point, it's uh, it just smells like fish. All right, sorry. Well, as long as we're getting ourselves worked up, uh, let's talk about our good buddy who also happens to be in the uh, electric car business. Oh. Is it that time, Eric? (laughs) It is. It's time for your moment moment of musk. It's been a while since we've done this. It's kind of nice. It is. All right, so first off, things you need to know (laughs) about Elon Musk. Did you know, Daryl, that in March... Uh, Elon Musk was kind of freaking out because if he doesn't hit the, the valuation he needs on the stock, he might lose out on $55 billion. With a B. $55 billion. With a B. For a bonus? Yes. So, I don't know if you saw the tweets this last week, but uh, on May 1st, well actually that's today, give people their freedom. That's what Elon Musk tweeted right now. Well, if you don't know, Elon's been kind of in a uh, peeing match with the state of California, because California said, you got to shut down those factories, and Elon wants to run the factory. Actually, as we ran into the the, the social distancing and uh, shutting down all the factories, Elon has been petitioning very hard to keep his factories open. So, we will keep an eye on the subject. I almost wondered if maybe having Starlink show all those little lines in the sky over the last couple of weeks is just Elon trying to, to flex his muscle, maybe keep that stock price high. I guess we will find out on our next... Moment, Moment of Musk! I'm going to do it as long as you let me, Daryl. <laughs> that's a that's a record. That is a record. Anyway, good luck, Elon. You know, I, I mean, yeah. I'm more conscious of what's going on with the stock price since we started doing the show. I've watched it. You know, it was what 300 or so. We started the show. It got up to eight or nine hundred dollars. Yeah, it was it was insane. Six months ago, and now it's back down in the 500 range, but. Still, he made the the company made money last quarter, so we'll see. There is that. Ah, that was great. I just How do we like, top it? 
I don't I don't know. All right. Where, we can, do, where we do we go from here, Daryl? We are going to try to top it by talking about things that uh, annoy us, tick us off, or slightly irritate us. The, the rift zone is where Daryl has something stuck in his craw. If you don't know what a craw is, it's somewhere deep down in, in Daryl. And then you have to dislodge whatever Just, is in the craw. It's like a hungry, hungry – no, no. It's like Operation the Game. you got the tweezers. you got to pull whatever's out right. of Daryl's craw. Right. The funny bone and then, you, you know, my, my <laughs> the nose lights up. Yeah. Yeah, that game was whacked. <laughs> Can we just talk about that for a second? Yeah. If you had Operation, by the way, not a good game if you're ever, like... Going to be a doctor? If you're going to be a surgeon, <laughs> not anatomically correct at all. Uh, the the only, Broken Heart, it was so sad. The Broken Heart was uh, Funny Bone, Broken Heart, what the heck? They were like... We had the rubber band. Uh, yeah. There was there was like a dog bone somewhere. He was not healthy. <laughs> That, that patient. Well, well the, uh, the nose, it looked like, uh, who was the actor from, uh, W.C. Fields? W.C. Fields' yeah. nose. <laughs> oh, I shine, you bother me. Got a drinking problem. Anyways, uh, one of the things I've just been recently ticked off about, and I've been sheltered in place. I haven't really gone out much. Uh, uh, but when I do go out, it's for essential things like picking up groceries. And the things I've noticed the last two times I've picked up groceries, which, by the way, shout out to the people at Schnooks. Especially North Schnooks. Anybody who is working at grocery stores, I know you can go down the list of essential workers, healthcare, you know, mail delivery people. I'm making some of the least wages of anybody. Oh my goodness. The people who work in grocery stores now, talking about people being irritable and stuff, you know, God bless them because they are, they're troopers and uh, you deserve a lot more than you get right now. And I hope people are nice to you. But, I will say, in the parking lot of the grocery stores, last few times I pulled up, you know, I'm putting my mask on and suiting up and doing all the stuff I need to do. Both, uh, both times, one time uh, I saved a cart from being run into a Trailblazer SS, really nice one, uh, out out in North Peoria. And then yesterday I went to pick up groceries, and there was a, a nice Lexus coupe. I'm pulling the truck in, and I see across the lot this guy in a Silverado <laughs> just takes off, and I see it's a very windy day. It's been windy, yeah. Windy and rainy and stuff. And I see the, the wind blows this cart across the lot, and it's going to go right into a brand-new Lexus LS. <laughs> and and I actually pulled the truck like uh, Dukes of Hazard style. Did you like, whip it in there? Whipped it in there, put my arm out the window, grabbed the thing. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. It was, Dude, it was going to do some damage. It was going to mess this Man. thing up. And put it in, put it in park and get out. And as I get out, of course, I hit the door of the truck right into it because uh, <laughs> that's how great I am. But I got it. Bottom line is, people, I think, much like the pictures you've seen on social media of, of folks throwing the uh, used gloves on the ground or the hand sanitizer bottles all over and stuff like that, people are freaked out about germs, and I understand that. And, and but the cart—if you've already used the cart, you've pushed it around the store, you got your groceries, you unloaded it. It's not icky, okay? You've already got your stuff, whatever you've icky, got. Icky bad. Put it back in the cart corral. The cart returns are there for a reason. And guess what? The stores have people that will actually return them. And and I'll tell you what. I don't know what it costs to repaint a Lexus LS bumper, but I imagine it's probably expensive. Oh, yeah. It's at least 800 bucks, probably, yeah. And some poor person... Uh, I didn't see who the owner was, but you know, let's say it's an older woman or an older dude or something like that, or they come out, whoever it is, comes out to their car and they see this giant gash in the bumper, big chip on it, and like, well, I don't remember doing anything. No, you didn't. You parked your car next to a cart return, and some idiot just decided to be a lazy bum. Stop doing it. And if you see somebody out there, I've done this twice in my life where I've actually called people out, you know, where they just get in the car and leave, and they leave their cart, and you know, oh, I guess the rules don't apply to you or something. You know, I. <laughs> <laughs> your typical passive aggressive. Hey, you kids! I'll tell you what. 
in my day. No, just start shaming people. I got yeah. no shame in that. And if it, who cares? If you get punched in the face, at least you got punched in the face for a reason. Well, you're pretty tall, so you can do that. See, a guy my my size, <laughs> it might be punching down, and it, it could really hurt. Punching uphill is not as easy. That just sucks. Don't do that. And shame on you if you do. Anyways, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. How about you? What makes you angry? Um, today. I mean, I got a couple things. I actually was raging when I showed up at your house today because I drove all the way up here to Peoria Heights, lovely Peoria Heights, mm-hmm. uh, to the bunker, and I had the back window of the Forerunner down and my driver's window down. And every night, as it's been nice, if it's been sixty to seventy degrees, I drive with the windows down, and. Invariably, because you smoke those cigars. No, I don't smoke. I don't chew. I don't spit anything out my window or blow smoke or vape. You don't stink either. So there's thanks. That. I appreciate that. Damn. Well, we're we're not within six feet. You, yes, yeah, I, anyway. Yes, we are. <laughs> anyway, I don't get when I get passed by a guy in a jeep because I'm usually doing seventy. Literally, I'll set the cruise at seventy because you know what? I work in North Pekin and I've learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, guys in a jeep will pass me with their hard top and their windows up. I don't get it. And so I'm like, eh, still a little chilly. But you know what? We're May 1st. I'm the only guy going up 116 through East Peoria with a window down. Beautiful sunny day. Beautiful, 72 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Why wouldn't you all have your windows down? I don't understand it. And if you have a Jeep with a hard top in this time of year and you don't have the hard top off of that thing, why'd you buy it? Why? What's the why point? Why didn't you just get a Grand Cherokee? It makes no sense. I, I, I like insanity. the great outdoors. The whole reason that I that I love Jeep in some ways is because they have a removable roof. And if you buy a Jeep with a hardtop and don't take it off, if you go a whole year, if you go from the spring to the fall and never take that roof off, shame on you. Trade it in. Buy a station wagon. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Because believe me, the seats weren't that comfortable that you need to have a Jeep in the first place. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's that was... Uh, well, that's so heavy. Maybe you need a, a custom winch in the garage to lift it off. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you did. But maybe know. you shouldn't have bought a Jeep. Okay. Don't they make like hardtop uh, carriers with wheels and stuff? The hardtops on the big ones flip back. You don't even have to take them Seriously? off. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah. They've got like this little section where they're over the driver so you can flip them back. Well, doggone it. I wish I knew that. Anyway. Anyway. So, so that, you're that really, <laughs> really bothered by this. I just don't understand. And the same thing with convertibles. If you're driving a convertible at 72 degrees, yeah. put the top down. I, you know what? When, I, when my wife drives a convertible in the summertime, she leaves the top down for like a week straight. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? I, uh, in a similar vein, the, having previously owned a convertible, and my folks have a couple, the thing that ticks us off is when you run the top down and when you leave the side windows up. That's idiotic, too. That makes me nuts. I'm like, what does that protect? Oh, I've done that when it's super cold, but I want the top down. I'll run the heat like to blast. Yeah, you know, Okay, yeah. because we really, really want to enjoy the top down, but it's cold as hell. But that's like in October, November, right? Or or March. Or February. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't so, get it. So I don't get it. Cold. Anyway, the only thing, I have a couple of things. Daryl, I didn't mean to come here like raging on Jeeps, but I'm no, telling you. are fine. Anyway. I, it, it was coming someday. Yeah, it was going to explode. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is, you know, maybe this isn't really Rift Zone, but my wife, we were in Costco this week, and she went the wrong way. This is kind of a car-related thing. We have a one-way street going through the meat section at Costco. Uh, and yeah. uh, my wife went the wrong way in the one way. They got the arrows on the floor. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And she wasn't wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask because at this point in my life, I work in retail. She doesn't work in retail. And uh, I did what every good husband would do. I got back about 10 feet from her just to see what would happen because there was no way in the world I was going to be close to her while she was doing that. I was just waiting for somebody to just jump out and go, hey, just <laughs> you're going the wrong way. Yeah. 
Uh, did you did you whistle? Does that? Yeah, yeah, like, oh no, I just I just did. Oh no, no, I I was over there looking at the pot pies. Like, oh, these are a good price over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, nothing happened. Nobody I, yelled at her. No, but I think you were saying a friend of yours got yelled at for something similar, right? Yeah, a buddy of mine uh, got jumped uh, at Lowe's for walking in through the exit door. Yeah, as you're wanting to do because if you're buying. Lumber, you go to the door to the lumber, lumber yard, yeah, right? Yeah. No, it's all one way. It's exit only, and you have to come in this That's way. Contractors love that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. But uh, yeah, she she was extremely upset with him and gave him a what for, <laughs> and he gave her something else uh, inappropriate. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that was also <laughs> people are just on edge, and I understand. I understand. I had a moment at High V because their big thing is the one way aisles. Same thing, and it's like I'm trying to follow it, but. At some point, it looks you know the cartoons where you're like f- following a, you know like Bugs Bunny or something is following arrows to like a uh, buried treasure or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like it just up down, up and left, down, right, yeah. backwards. That's what that's what that is. And if you're in the main aisles, I don't so be if super you miss critical. something, if I miss the hot sauce, yeah, now I got to reroute back like three lanes. Or I don't even mind the reroute, but it's like if you're on a main artery, yeah, don't be shifting that halfway through. <laughs> The main artery should be a one-way street, just like, you know, 51 going through Bloomington. You yeah. Know, like, don't, you, you don't... So there should be a two-way at some point. Yeah. There should be. Or if you if you run into somebody and you're like, oh, sorry, let them pass. I don't need the glare. I don't need the, you know, like, can't you read the sign? No, I can't because the sign didn't exist until, like, right now. And by the way, I'm a dude and I don't go shopping that much. Yeah, and the signs have been changing every week, lady. Okay. Come on. Yeah, I went to, when I was at Schnooks the other day, they had a they had literally a, see? There's that Taurus, man. Listen to him up the hill. Oh, yeah. Give it, give it. It's sharp. Is that a show? No. <laughs> no, usually he's up, he's, you know. The trans slips when it goes up the hill. So it's like, oh, it's great, especially at five forty-eight in the morning. Oh my god, crotchety, crotchety neighbor. Anyways, God, eh, he's a renter. Who cares. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the only thing that's in my craw lately, and I this I, I will be very careful on this, but I've had some friends uh, that just are like, I'm libertarian, and I don't have to listen to anything anybody's saying about this or that, and. Uh, you know, I'll go back to what we said earlier about this. You know, two or three weeks ago, take it very seriously. May first, I start to get a little wary of it, but still conscious. You know, still doing whatever we have to do to keep to follow the legal laws and everything like that. Right. But anybody who's walking around saying this impugns on my inherent rights as an American, uh, I, I think when the founding fathers created the Constitution, uh, they didn't understand germs. So, right. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson was very progressive, but uh, he didn't understand how, how germs could Virology. spread. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just think everybody needs to give each other some some space. But uh, I, I love. I'm a libertarian at heart. That's my party. But some of these guys who are militant, freedom first, screw everything else. Uh, I'm not backing you. So you know. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. Uh, it's a big adjustment for everybody, and I know there's a lot of friends that uh, that I've spoken with, especially uh, folks that are in certain uh, demographic, if you will, age-wise, where they're just kind of like, you know, eh, if it happens, it happens. Well, that's cool for you, and that's and that's kind of where I'm at right now myself because sure. I'm not in a risk zone. Sure, but I know that I have, like we said earlier, I have an eighty-nine-year-old grandma. I have customers who are old, you know, older folks, and I have yeah. fellow employees that you know they have 
families. And, uh, you know, one of my coworkers has a, a kid who's a type 1 diabetic who's 14 years old. You know, these people are at risk, so why would I pile on extra risk and not wear a mask just because it's my God-given right? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things you can do with your God-given right. It doesn't necessarily mean it's good for everybody. <laughs> and, you know, at the end of the day, somebody has to clean up whatever the consequences are. Yeah. And usually that's our healthcare workers, our first responders, and we're already putting these folks in in a in a position. I mean, just the other night I was sitting here on the deck, uh, you know, had a, a long day, and I'm sitting there just kind of unwinding, just looking at the stars, and and uh, you know, I had a, a, a life flight helicopter fly overhead, and I just thought, man, you know, like those people, teachers, anybody who's dealing with stuff on a day to day basis and just has to be on their toes. You really can't have an off day. Yeah. If you're a police officer, you're a, a chopper pilot, or you're uh, you can't just like phone it in. A lot of us would put this into perspective for me. A lot of us are in a position, fortunate enough, to have jobs where we can kind of just have an off day or just be like, yeah, I'm just kind of depressed about everything and it just kind of sucks. But you know what? You get through it. You put in your put in your time. You get home. You spend it with your family. You call your grandparents. You call your you know your folks. You which I haven't done kids. enough of. My grandmother called me you know a couple weeks ago and I'm like, all right, grandma time. I haven't talked to her in like three weeks, and shame on me, you know. I know. I I, I need to do the same thing this weekend, <laughs> so it's a good reminder. But yeah. just be let's be thankful. Let's 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 remember a little bit of gratitude, and then uh, there's going to be plenty of time to get back to this. This is one of those times where you just have to. It's kind of like beginning a senior year. You're just like, man, this sucks. But you know what? It's it'll, gonna, be, it'll be over. It'll be over, and it'll be a flash, and you're going to look back at it, and you're going to have all kinds of mixed feelings, all kinds of emotions. I told one of my coworkers, a uh, younger kid, who's probably his second job ever, I'm like, you're going to be able to tell people for years, you went through the COVID-19 stupidity. I mean, yeah. you know, you lived through this, you worked through this, and people are going to look at you like you were a crazy old man that you could tell that story. But 20 years from now, yeah. hopefully this is one of the rare occurrences that something like this happens, I hope. I hope so. So well, take care of yourselves out there, everybody. Thanks again for getting in touch. You can always send us a little. Oh uh, no, no, we're not, we're not done yet, Daryl. What? Because cars of the week, we have to at least tell people that there is no cars oh. of the week. Oh shoot! Because this week, Daryl and I both bought. <laughs> stupid, stupid! What are we doing? We bought cars. We're occupying our time now. Normally, I would say, well, first off, Daryl did. The, He's done the worst thing to me possible. He sends me this, that Mercedes, which was gorgeous. My son wanted to trade in his Forerunner for the Mercedes. Yeah, it was like a '79 uh, Mercedes 450 SEL. Yeah, in green, in no sale oh, green. It was yeah, it was the greenest of green. It was like Lucky Charms green and a uh, kind of a buckskin uh, leather seats. But it was cool. Gosh. It had that long hood, and uh, you just, I just, I could feel the body roll just looking at it. <laughs> It was a sexy car, but it was. It wasn't meant to be. And then the Rolls Royces, you've been. I, I don't know where the Rolls thing kind of came from. I don't, I there don't was know. a couple of them that popped up, and I think between four and eight thousand dollars, you found a couple of Rolls Royces. Yeah. And, why? I mean, I don't know. I don't know why I was intrigued by these cars. Fortunately for myself, I <laughs> fell into a two hundred dollars Celica. You're playing it safe. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like. Uh, you know, some people could go to the high stakes room. Other people could just play video poker. Yeah, I'm, I'm at the I'm at the the penny penny slots. Penny slots. <laughs> That's fine. That's how I justify any bad decision with vehicles uh, is some people go to Vegas and they blow it on a, a weekend getaway. You and I have something that we can tuck <laughs> away in the garage and noodle on. Yeah. Especially in times like these. I will tell you this, and I say this as we sit here in our uh, in our bunker, um, there's all kinds of little things you could be doing. 
You know, I've got a turn signal switch that I, I bought for that Plymouth sitting next to us here. Uh, new old stock turn signal switch, wiring, all the stuff I need because the, it, it doesn't cancel when you turn. Mm-hmm. I bought that car in 2015. And that's one of those things I'm like, yeah, I'll get around to it. I'm going to get around to it. Yeah. I'm going to do that probably this weekend. I'm going to swap that out because now is the time. Those are the those are the things you can be doing right now just to occupy yourselves. Every car person I know has a list of projects. and uh, Or you could be like us and just like not finish them. And just well, we didn't ones. talk about it in my project section, but my son bought some Bondo. We working in some Bondo. Oh, you did write Bondo in the. I sheet. did, but that's okay. okay. That's okay. All I mean, right, but right. that but there's a, a perfect subject. I mean, last weekend we did the Rock Lights, and he's got a girlfriend now. So I think this is part of the whole All inspiration right. to kind of pick the vehicle up. So he still has a debt from Veterans Day when he slammed that into a mailbox. So he's like, "Dad, what do I need?" I'm like, well, "We need Bondo. Is what we need." And uh, he bought Bondo with his money. Okay. God, God help me at the next show for talking about Bondo because I, I, I'm not a Bondo guy. Never done it. Okay. Uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm not great at it, but I will say try to get as much of that dent out before you start. Well, we did. We've, okay. we've, we've okay. done everything possible. We pulled and pushed right. and done everything possible. So. Good. <laughs> yeah. My my first Bondo experience was like, ah, just it's already got a dent. I'll just fill the dent. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> not good. There's also a guy on YouTube, if you're bored, if anybody needs a YouTube recommendation. Well, everybody's bored right now, right? Check out. It's a guy in upstate New York, and his his YouTube channel is called like Hack and Pack Shop. Oh, Bondo Billy. Yeah. yeah, it's basically like that. And all he does is fix like rusty truck beds with Bondo. And nice. It, like the wrong way. It's great. I love when you see a picture of like somebody like tapped on the side of a vehicle with a hammer, and like a quarter of it like falls yeah. off in one sheet of Bondo. It's like fo- expanding foam and chicken wire, <laughs> <laughs> spider webs. I didn't see this when I bought it. Yeah. And of course, you should have. Yeah. Can you see? Anyway, yeah. so yeah, there's things we can be doing, and I'll be doing, and Daryl will be doing, and I hope that you're out there doing something too in this this uh, time of what do I say separation from society. That's right. Share your share your stuff with us. We'd love to see what people are doing. Quick shout out, by the way, to I believe he's a listener of the show, Johnny uh, Johnny over in East Peoria. Johnny Holler is. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, that Plymouth the, uh, the, the wedding, wedding Chrysler. Yeah, yeah uh, very similar to the '55 here in the garage here, but much nicer. Gorgeous um, in black. Got the thing running back on the road, and it is uh, hopefully not going to screw up wedding plans. He's going to be able to, to drive that thing in his wedding here this summer. A beautiful 1955 Chrysler Windsor, I believe, with a. Uh, uh, just- I'll, I'll snag a picture of that and we'll put it on Gosh. the on the. Uh- Thronewrenches.com website, so you can take a look at that with this episode. Nice car. Um, and also a quick shout-out to my cousin Michael up in uh, Canada, uh, who started listening to the show. Appreciate uh, appreciate you listening. God, I hope it wasn't the last ep. No. I, <laughs> that's what my mom said. She's like, oh, yeah, I think he's listening to your show. I'm like, oh, I hope the last episode was not good. Um, hey, we're doing the best we can. We might and, have to make that last one like a pay-only episode. We'll just bury that thing just somewhere. Dis- make it disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Fix the glitch. <laughs> Anyways, uh, thanks and and sh- share the love too. If if you got a somebody who you know would be interested in the show, or just everybody needs something new to listen to right now, right? Yeah. While well, you're out in the garage, we got 30 episodes, folks. Go back. There's some really good ones in there. Listen to some of the ones like uh, with Dean Plumador, oh, with Gabe Casey, yep. the one that we did with Todd Fortier at Illinois Central College, talking about the automotive tech program. Yeah, Joe Feaster. Joe Feaster, talking about racing. Uh, Really, we enjoyed that, and we're going to try to ramp up here. And don't uh, forget George Barris. We got some feedback. Actually, we didn't talk about earlier. Oh, George Barris show. We had uh, some guys who bought cars from George back in what the seventies or eighties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were just like thrilled that they stumbled across that. So that that actually 
that made my day when I was working in my basement one day to get those posts from that guy. Yeah, get a little bit of uh, local history there. That's that's a good time. So, well, if we don't have a show for the next couple of weeks, we apologize. It is what it is. We're we're muddling through this like everybody else. We're not going to mail it in. We're not going to phone it in like the last show. So just, I apologize right now in advance, but we're going to do the best we can. If June gets canceled, we're still going to make a show somewhere, but God help us. Let's just pray that we get through this. Yep, we will. We will. And uh, stay strong, everybody, from uh, from all of us here at Throwing Wrenches. I'm Daryl Scott. I'm Eric Stahl. See you out there on the road. Bye-bye.